God's word is a fire in my bones and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Welcome in to Do Not Keep Silent. Taking a look at Advent tonight. Tonight we're going to take a look at the word joy and Katie Erickson's in the studio with me. Yes, I am. Glad you're here. And friends, we'll get to it in just a bit. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Yep, don't be a push over. This is Do Not Keep Silent. My name is Jason Dzurek, your host for the program. Again, find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com in the middle of a series here of reflecting on ad- Advent, hope, peace, and we're going to get into joy right now. Uh, again, Katie Erickson, blogger, author, speaker with the ministry. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. All right. Well, we are talking about joy for this time here. So let me read you something that may be familiar to you. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Anybody think that's And heaven and nature sing. I wasn't going to repeat it, but you know, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Just be thankful I'm not singing it for you. (laughs) It's an amazing song. That's joy to the world. Yes, exactly. So you may have already had the opportunity to hear or sing that familiar Christmas carol this season. You know, maybe you probably will hear it a lot more in the coming weeks, you know, depending where you're at in the Advent season here. But the question I want you to consider today is this. What exactly does joy to the world look like? How does nature react to the coming of her king like the song says? Does nature really sing? Have you heard nature singing? Well, we are actually going to look at the answer to this question, which can be found in the Old Testament. We're looking at a passage that was written long before Jesus came to earth as the baby in Bethlehem. So we are looking at Isaiah 35. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing for you, but I encourage you, go look that up. Isaiah 35. There is a lot of imagery in that chapter that points to joy, renewal, healing, hope, and salvation. All the earth is rejoicing and healing is taking place. So Isaiah was a prophet to the people of Israel more than 700 years before Christ. At this time, the people of Israel were worshiping idols and were living in cycles of sinful practices. It was a time of economic prosperity, but there was a large gap between the rich and the poor, and it was only getting wider during this time. So unfortunately, that fact led to lots of social vices among the people, such as dishonesty, drunkenness, immorality, or immorality, idolatry. It was just a pretty, really sinful time that Isaiah lived in. So this particular passage of Isaiah 35 comes at a transition point in the the whole book of Isaiah. So the chapters before it discuss judgment on Israel for all the wrongs that they have done, and that was a really big list. The chapters after it promise comfort and salvation for Israel. So this chapter of Isaiah 35 shows the transition between judgment and and salvation for the people, with all of the creation rejoicing. So for pretty much the entire book of Isaiah, up to this passage, the people of Israel were experiencing judgment. The prophet Isaiah was prophesying all sorts of condemnation on them. 
He reminds them of their sin and also what will happen to them because of their sins. That is a lot of condemnation, 34 chapters worth. Think about if someone you know, especially somebody sent by God, spent so much time reminding you of everything you've done wrong in your entire life. As human beings, we typically don't like criticism at all, and we really don't like it when someone lists off all these things that we've done wrong. But there was hope for Israel, and there is hope for us too. After Isaiah recounts all of the nation's wrong, the rest of the book, starting in about chapter 40, is all prophecies of salvation and comfort for Israel. Even though they messed up, they could still experience God's salvation. And even though each one of us sins and messes up all the time, we still have the opportunity to experience salvation through our faith in Jesus. So why else would the whole creation rejoice so much but for the coming of the long-awaited Savior? Not only were the people given joy through the event of Jesus' birth, but nature rejoiced as well. Remember, as the song says, and heaven and nature sing. The entire universe would rejoice at the birth of the Savior, Jesus. All of creation was thrown into sinfulness when the first people sinned back in Genesis 3. So all of creation rejoices when their promised Savior arrives, because God is reconciling all of creation to himself. So just like the whole creation in this passage from Isaiah, we too can rejoice and experience salvation and healing, even though that may not be maybe the joy or the happiness of our day or physical healing in our lifetime. We need to have the joy of Christ, even when life is hard. And we can know him personally through the Bible and through our relationship with him. We too can rejoice greatly and shout for joy along with Israel because we can have salvation through Jesus. And now this joy that we're talking about, while we're focusing on it during Advent, this Advent season, it does not have to be contained and it should not be contained only within this time looking forward to Christmas. We tend to focus on joy this time of year because of the upcoming birth of Jesus and the gift giving, seeing friends and family, you know, other earthly pleasures that we have, like Christmas cookies, good meals, singing our favorite Christmas carols, all of that. But our joy does not need to stop and our joy should not stop after December 25th every year. Our joy should continue through every single day of the year. Because the God who gives us that joy, he is the same yesterday and today and every day in the future. The joy of our salvation should not depend on any season of the year, and it should never go away. God is always with us, and he can always give us joy. You know, this kind of reminds me of the last word we talked about with peace, because... Philippians was talking about do not be anxious a lot, that we should rejoice always in the Lord. So are these four words, hope, peace, joy, love, connected? They are. Okay. So, I mean, do they build on one another? Or? I, I think they do. I mean, they're all related to one another because if we have our certain hope in God, then we can receive the peace that only comes through God. And because of that hope and because of that peace, we have joy. 
that's not dependent on our circumstances, but dependent on God, who does not change. And all of that only happens because of the love of God. So really, these are all all related together, you know, and when we are able to rejoice and have joy in things, then we will experience peace and then we will see that hope and have that love of God in our lives. So they're all yeah. connected. You, you know, I mean, again, so hope, we need to have hope that God really is in control. Peace, that, that'll give us peace of mind when trouble's coming and in and through the trouble, we get to rejoice, joyful, and then... We'll be able to love others. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. And really all of these, the hope, the peace, and the joy are all because God loves us. Because God loves us so much that he gives us this opportunity to have faith in Jesus. And that because of that faith, then we can have that certain hope. We can have that peace that is not dependent on worldly circumstances. And we can experience joy even when we may not be so happy about our lives. Right. You know, are we going to get into the difference between joy and happiness? We are just about to get there oh, next. Okay, okay. I'm asking because <laughs> I think many people today connect the two and say they're the same thing. Right. But they're really not, are they? That's correct. I mean, let, let, let's get into it. All right. Well, because, you know, we may not always feel joyful in our lives, right? We're supposed to have this joy all the time, but you're like, you know... Didn't have a good day, not feeling so joyful. But the thing is that being joyful, that's different than being happy. Because happiness is a fleeting emotion that changes with our circumstances. You know, I may be happy because it's sunny outside or happy because, oh, I got to see a friend or a family member today. You know, there's the things that bring us happiness aren't really connected to joy. They're much more circumstantial. They come and go. But joy, joy should be present in our lives regardless of our circumstances. We can be joyful even when life is tough if the reason for our joy is Jesus. Well, I want to bring something in here. I mean, let, let, let's just bring it right, right down to a tough level. So when we have someone in our families, a friend maybe that passes away and they're no longer on the earth, uh, is it safe to say being happy during that time probably isn't going to happen, but joyful could, right? Yes. Why? Because happiness, you know, when, when somebody passes away, we're sad. <clears throat> that is the opposite of happiness. If you are sad, you cannot be happy at the same time. Right. It just doesn't work. Because you're sad because you miss the person, especially if they were close to you. You're very sad because you won't get to spend time with them anymore on this earth. But the thing is, especially if that person was a believer, you can have the joy knowing that you will see them again one day in heaven. And you can rejoice because that person is no longer suffering. You know, they no longer have to deal with the ailments of their physical body and everything that was going wrong. We can still have joy just knowing that, you know, that person, they finished the work on earth that God had for them to do. And that is cause for rejoicing even though we're sad because we miss them. Well, I want to add this too. You know, when when you're thinking about them and the impact they had on your life, you'd be joyful about that, and right? Be, yeah, and be joyful that you had the opportunity to know that person. Yes. And have whatever sort of relationship you had with them. Now, let's be clear. We're not saying you can't be sorrowful. 
We're not saying don't cry. We're not saying that. The Bible doesn't even say that. Even Jesus wept. Yep. Yeah, when his good friend Lazarus died. Yes. And he even knew he was going to raise him back to life. Right. And he still cried. Right. So, friends, again, happiness and joy are not the same thing. So many people think they are, but according to Scripture, as we're looking at this here, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. So I just encourage you, don't be anxious. This is the word of God. Don't be anxious about anything, but in, within everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Oh, there's that word, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if we keep the hope in the Lord, that will give us peace of mind. And then we can be joyful in all things, even through the struggles. Don't worry, we're getting the love later. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. This is the Worldview Warriors Fast Cast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurich. Where is your faith? Have you been enlightened by the Word of God? Have you tasted God's goodness in your life? Have you experienced repentance? If so, don't fall away from that. Keep moving forward and growing and maturing in your faith. I encourage you to continue to dig into God's Word and help your field to produce good crops. Don't give up practicing the faith or fall away from this true faith. Now, friends, if you have not experienced this enlightenment of faith... Well, contact a Christian friend, a pastor, or us here at Worldview Warriors to help you get on the right path to tasting the goodness of God in your life. To dig more into this, check out Hebrews 6, 4 through 8. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. This is the Worldview Warriors Fast Cast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurich. As we begin this FastCast today, I'd like to direct you to our The Foundation Matters series. I'd like you to consider a very important word today from George Washington. Let us with caution indulge the supposition that morality can be maintained without religion. Reason and experience both forbid us to expect that national morality can prevail in exclusion of religious principles. Friends, that's a quote from George Washington. Also, Ecclesiastes 1.9, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. We find that in Ecclesiastes 1.9, I want to direct you to our blog post titled, Being Good Without God. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Org. Again, thanks so much for being with us here. We've been going through our Advent special, well, our Christmas time special. We're focusing in on the Advent, reflecting on Advent, hope, peace, joy, and love. We'll do love later on, but focusing on joy just a bit here. Tonight, and Kitty, did you have any more to add? I'm sure you do. <laughs> of course. <laughs> if I didn't, we'd be sitting here quiet yeah, for it'd, quite it'd be a while. really boring That show. would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we may not always feel joyful in our lives because remember that happiness is that more circumstantial, you know, because of what's going on, I feel happy because, you know, being a follower of Jesus Christ, it's not all fun and games. Jesus himself told us that we're going to have difficulty in this life. 
And I'm sure that any one of us could recount many times that being a Christian has not been easy and when the experiences of life really have not gone how we wanted them to. We've all experienced and been affected by sin and sickness and pain and all that that comes from living in this world. But that's the thing, that being joyful is different than being happy. And the reason for our true joy is Jesus. We can be joyful even when life is tough if the reason for our joy is Jesus. Because he, Jesus left all the glory and splendor of heaven to come down to this sinful and broken earth as a little baby. And the reason for our joy is that that little baby grew up to be the savior of the entire world through his obedience to God the Father and his death and resurrection. And not only each one of us, but the whole creation has joy because Jesus came to earth. So with all of creation, we can sing joy to the world, and we can truly mean it. Oh, absolutely. With that, friends, I just wanted to remind you, too, even Jesus said the rocks will cry out. So, listen, creation is wanting to worship. <laughs> it is. And we're going to dig more into this word joy, because it's not, I, personally, I think it's not just for us. I mean, creation wants to be joyful. Yeah, and find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. Again, hope, peace, joy, and love. Talking about that tonight here on Do Not Keep Silent. So we're going to look into some different places in Scripture where we see what joy is. And again, remembering that happiness is temporary, but joy is more consistent and can be constant in our lives. So what does the Bible tell us about joy? Well, we know that it's one of the fruit of the Spirit that is mentioned in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we know that joy comes from God. It's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We have joy in our lives when the Spirit lives out joy through our obedience to following God. So we know the book of Psalms is a book of songs, and joy and rejoicing are they're great things to sing about, really. So there are a lot of verses in the Psalms that reference joy. So we'll go through a few of them here. So Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm 118.24 says, The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Again, so we should rejoice just because it's a new day. Pretty much. And just because, you know, God's with us. Whatever God has done for us today, let's rejoice in that. Because God is full of joy. And yes. we should be too. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. So even when we have difficult times in our lives, then, you know, we may we may go through those periods of sorrow. But you know what? Rejoicing always will come in the morning. Not necessarily every morning, you know, unless you're really a morning person, I suppose. But we should always wake up with joy 
in our hearts because of who God is. Right. Because right. he's given us another day to serve him on this earth. Yeah. I, you know, I have some, they'll say, well, I woke up on the right side of the grass today. <laughs> the right side of the grass. Huh? Yes. On <laughs> okay. this side, not under. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because friends, when you are living, meaning if you've been given another day to live, you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. God has a reason for you being here. But, hey, look, I, this is just coming to my mind simply because we've kind of dealt with this a little bit in my family. Even if you have a family member who's dealing with, oh, I don't know, dementia or any kind of just mind problems and you're going, are they even doing anything? Why, why are they even alive? Don't get discouraged. God is the one who gives life and takes it. So if they're here, they're here for a reason. Love them and just honor them. I encourage you to do that. You be joyful toward them. Maybe they're here for you so that you can learn and grow and become mature and complete. Learn how to be more kind. What a, what a concept. Learn to be more loving. Just something to think about. Oh, or how about joyful? There you go. Have oh, joy because that person is still here. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Psalm seventy-one twenty-three says, My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have delivered. Again, shouting for joy because we can praise God because he has delivered us. He has brought us that salvation. Psalm 28, verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. So we see also the prophet Isaiah explained God's invitation to the people of Israel to be in relationship with him after their exile was punishment for turning away from him. Isaiah 55.12 shows the joyfulness of people turning back to God. It says, You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Again, that idea of even all of creation rejoices just because of, of who God is and because of what he has done for us. The prophet Zephaniah also talked about the people of Israel returning back to God. Zephaniah 3 verses 14 and 17 describe this joyful experience. It says, Sing, daughter Zion, shout aloud, Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Mm. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she rejoiced after hearing the news that she would be the one to bear the Savior of the world. You can read her entire joyful song in Luke 1, 46 through 55, but it starts out with this. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So Jesus encouraged his disciples and us to live out joy in their lives, even in the midst of difficulties. Not long before his crucifixion, he told them, I have told you this so that your joy, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. That's in John 15, 11. And then a little bit later, he said, so with you now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. That's in John 16, 22. 
We, of course, have a lot of talk about joy from the Apostle Paul, especially in his letter to the Philippians, as we've been talking about tonight. Where in Philippians 4, 4, he writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, Paul simply wrote, Rejoice always. And those are so much more profound because he wrote those from prison, a place right. where there would have not been much happiness going on there. Would have been pretty miserable, but he still lived out the joy of the Lord so and the joy of his faith. Choosing joy. It really comes down to you have a choice to make. That, that's really what it comes down to. You can either have a good attitude or a bad attitude. It re- it really comes down to that. That's something you are in control of. Your attitude, so you can rejoice or be a grumple dumpus. <laughs> I'd encourage you to rejoice. Yes. And I just made that word up. But hey, it's great. I like it. Yeah, I don't, th- uh, I don't think that word's in scripture. No, it's not. <laughs> because I don't even think it's because in the dictionary. Paul tells us to rejoice. He never tells you to be grumpy. Right. <laughs> That's why the word's not in there. (laughs) That's right. That's right. He tells us to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Paul also tells us rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And of course, then, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, like we've been talking about, where joy is a mindset, In the book of James, he says that pure joy comes out of our trials. Consider it pure joy, my brother and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then we see that also in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, it says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief of all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Christ Jesus is revealed. Absolutely. Again, friends, this is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at donotkeepsilent.com. That's donotkeepsilent.com. So glad you've been with us, been looking at joy again. We're in the middle of a series here about hope, peace, joy, and love. We'll get to love later on. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. Thanks for being with us here, Katie. Always a good time. Absolutely. Don't be a pushover, friends. And you go out and make today great. Do not be your own. Be made new in Jesus Christ. Find us online at do not keep silent.com.